When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is GSK stock a smart buy right now? That's the big question we're tackling today. Welcome to Global Value, and in this video, we're going to dive deep into a thorough analysis of GSK stock, emulating none other than Warren Buffett, one of the greatest investors of all time. We'll scrutinize the key numbers that Buffett values most, and then we'll calculate three different fair values for GSK to really understand what it's worth in today's market. Make sure you watch with me till the end because our combined fair value and rating might just take you by surprise. And there's more. I'll also reveal a crucial bonus metric that could be the deciding factor when adding GSK stock to your portfolio. So is GSK GlaxoSmithKline a golden opportunity waiting to be seized? Let's find out together. Right now, GSK stock trades for $35.38 per share. In 2023, their stock price is about flat. This underperforms the S&P 500, which is up around 20%. But that's not all for shareholders. Right now, GSK pays an above average 3.85% dividend yield. This yield is added to their returns. In the last five years, it looks like GSK is down 26% overall. That's not totally accurate. The company spun off its personal healthcare business, Halion, in August of 2022. So that spinoff looks like their stock price is down more than it is in actuality. In the last 10 years, it looks like GSK is down 47%. And when we go back before the global financial crisis, in the last 18 and a half years, GSK is down 42%. Same thing, it doesn't include their Halion spinoff, but they underperform the market over this time, even when we add in their dividends and the spinoff. The burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to GSK? Right now, they trade just $2 above their 52-week lows. This comes as they trade $4 below their 52-week high. How big is GSK? They're one of the top 10 pharmaceutical companies in the world with a $72 billion market cap. In the pharmaceutical industry, GSK ranks as one of the largest companies by total sales. The company wields its might across several therapeutic classes, including respiratory, cancer, and antiviral, as well as vaccines. GSK uses joint ventures to gain additional scale in certain markets like HIV. The company was formerly known as GlaxoSmithKline and changed its name to GSK in May of 2022. It can trace its roots all the way back to 1715. That's insane. It's based in Brentford, the United Kingdom. Now with that understanding, let's dive deep into their numbers and look at GSK like Warren Buffett would using the Select 6 analysis. Starting with metric number one, we want their average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14%. A normal business earns 7% returns on capital. When we look for a benchmark that's double this, we can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the business. Their returns have swung throughout this time. They earned 24% returns in 2018. This dropped to a low of 11.5% returns in both 2020 and 2021. In 2022, these rebounded again to 23%. When they're averaged out, GSK earns 17.3% returns in a given year. That's above our benchmark, and it's more than two times better than a normal business. This is a strong check on metric number one. Metric number two, we want to see sales, earnings, and free cash flow growth to support their high returns. In this time, the company's sales have bounced around a bit. Today, they're down 4% from where they were at in 2018. The company's earnings, however, have increased by 67%. 
This comes as the company's margins are up. They also had a number of one-time charges in 2018 that lowered their net incomes. Still, these have grown over this time. What's big for the company is that their free cash flows have declined by 41% from 2018 until today. You really need to understand what their $4.6 billion change in their other net operating assets was that really impact this for the company. That's more than 5% of their business overall. It's a huge expense. Because of that and their decrease in their sales, this is an X on metric number two. Metric number three, we're looking at GlaxoSmithKline from the view of an individual shareholder. Here we want to see earnings per share growth. We learned in our last metric their earnings are up 67%. The company has diluted shareholders by about 3%, issuing new shares over this time. Still, their earnings grow faster than they've issued new shares. It's a check on metric number three as their earnings per share are up. Can GSK keep this strong performance up? In metric number four, we're looking for something similar. We want to see free cash flow per share growth. As we learned previously, their cash flows are down due to this other net operating change. That had a huge impact on the company, which means their free cash flows per share are down. They brought in just 80 cents of free cash flow for each share that they had outstanding in their last 12 months. That's the worst by far of any spot they've been at in the past five years. This is an X on metric number four. So far, GSK is split evenly. We have two checks and two Xs. Before we look at the company's balance sheet and get into our valuations, why don't we check in on our bonus? Right now, GSK pays an above average 3.85% dividend yield, but is it safe and can this grow in the future? That's what we want to figure out through our bonus. We want their dividends to be supported by their free cash flows. This has been the case in all of the last five years. The company has been growing their dividends over this time, even though it doesn't look like it. These increased steadily from 2018 until 2021. Then the dividends they paid per share in 2022 were affected by their Halion spinoff. Still, the company was able to cover these using their free cash flows. They did reduce their dividends per share in their last 12 months. Today, they paid out 68 cents of dividends for each share that they had outstanding. This is still covered by their free cash flows, even though these are down. While it's not great to see a decline in both of these, we were looking for them to be covered. It's what we want to see, so technically, this is a check on our bonus. It looks like GSK's management is going to temper their dividends with their free cash flows. That's likely a better capital allocation decision than trying to make these grow at all costs. In recessions, it's businesses with too much debt that can have the biggest losses and even go broke. In metric number five, we want the sum of their free cash flows in their last five years to be above their net debt position. GSK has done a good job of reducing their net debt over this time. They took this from $27.5 billion in 2018 down to $14.8 billion in 2022. Part of this has to do with their Halion spinoff. Today, their net debt position sits at $17 billion. In the last five years, when we sum up their free cash flows, GSK has brought in $45.2 billion over this time. That's easily enough to cover their debt. The company brings in a ton of cash compared to the leverage they use in their business. It's exactly what we want to see. This is a check on metric number five. Even today, as their free cash flows are down, GSK's current free cash flows would be able to support their debt loads if we project those into the future. The company seems like it's in strong shape. Now, what's GSK potentially worth? The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want their average five-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. This is the first of our three valuation estimates. If this is the case, it gives a slight risk premium to the 10-year treasury. Right now, GSK has an $89 billion enterprise value. This adds their net debt and their market cap together to look at GSK like it's a private company. In the last five years, we learned they brought in $45.2 billion of free cash flow. This means they bring in $9 billion in an average year. 
When we divide that by their enterprise value, we get a 10.2% average free cash flow yield. Today, GSK brought in $5.1 billion of cash flow in their last 12 months. When we divide that by their enterprise value, we get a 5.7% current free cash flow yield. These both come in above the 10-year treasury. They're above the risk premium we wanted as well. This means on metric number six, it's a check for GSK. Don't just run out and go buy the business. You're going to want to see what our other two estimates are before you stay to watch till the end of the video because their fair market value and our rating may come as a surprise. Everything we've covered so far is important, but there's something missing. This, in my opinion, is the main reason to analyze GSK. It takes us to use a DCF valuation to estimate their fair value per share. We're going to start with an average of their free cash flows, then use assumptions to grow these into the future. They have low business predictability due to their Halion spinoff and how they performed in the last decade. This can impact these assumptions and make it a rougher estimate than it would be for other businesses, so it's up to you to figure out if these are accurate or not. We're going to take their average free cash flows and assume that these grow at 8.5% in each of the next 10 years. Then, in the following decade, we'll assume that this growth rate is cut in half and these grow at 4% annually. We're going to add in their book value to give an estimate of their net worth. If we want a market-beating 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett looks for from his investments, at today's valuation multiples, an estimate of GSK's fair value per share is around $38. That's a few dollars above today's stock price. Keep some key points in mind. Their dividend yield is already included in this rate of return. GSK's multiples are somewhat of a mixed bag compared to their history. Right now, they trade at 12 times price to owner earnings. They traded for a median of 10 times this in the last 10 years. A more basic metric, currently they trade for 10 times earnings. Their median multiple in the last decade was 14 times, so this is slightly below that. We're also going to use a guru focus value for GSK. This takes into account analyst estimates for the future, their business predictability, and how they've traded compared to past multiples. Because of their low predictability, this is going to be a rough estimate just like our DCF model. Right now, this comes in at $37 per share. So far, we've looked at most of the numbers Warren Buffett cares about, but it's the qualities of a business that are even more important to him. How about we learn what these are for GSK? We're going to start with a long thesis first. Number one, GSK's next generation respiratory drugs and HIV drugs look poised for strong growth over the next several years. Number two, GSK faces relatively minor near-term patent losses, setting up steady growth over the next few years as well. Number three, GSK's well-positioned Shingrex vaccine should support strong long-term growth based on excellent efficacy and limited competition. But it wouldn't be fair if we didn't cover the negatives too, let's look at a short thesis. Number one, HIV patent pressure to GSK's key drugs will likely begin in 2027, setting up a major hurdle for growth later in the decade. Number two, GSK's late-stage pipeline is not strong and the firm will need to develop its early-stage pipeline to support growth over the coming decade. Number three, the loss of the consumer business Halion increases the pressure on GSK's research and development to create the next generation of innovative treatments. Now it's the moment you've been waiting for. Let's put their numbers and their qualities together to give our fair market value and rating. This far in our analysis of GSK, we learned the company goes 4 for 6 on our select 6 analysis. GSK's changed up their structure after spinning off Halion. They also took a huge hit to their free cash flows in their last 12 months. Dig in and learn more about that. That was the only thing keeping them from being a perfect select 6 stock. Right now, Warren Buffett doesn't own GSK, but it begs the question, who does? GSK is only in the portfolios of three super investors, but it's a large position in each. It's owned by Kahn Brothers, Hillman Value Fund, and Dodge and & Cox. 
for Khan Brothers, it's been a long time holding. They first bought into the company in 2014. Since then, they both added to and reduced their position over time, trading in and out of it. However, it still makes up over 7% of their portfolio as one of their largest holdings. This comes even as its stock price is down from where they originally bought into the business and where they added a lot to the business a half decade ago. When we combine all of their numbers and estimates, right now a fair market value for GSK is around $44 per share. That's up $9 from today's stock price. It's a little higher than their street target price of $42, which is also above their stock price. Based on this, it looks like GSK is modestly undervalued. Remember, this isn't financial advice. You need to do what's right for you personally. If you enjoyed today's GSK stock analysis, like it, subscribe to the channel for more, share your thoughts in the comments, and watch this next video.